welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show number 208. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's Hello. it going? It's going well. How was your weekend? My weekend has been pretty good, fairly uneventful. Uh, we're still, my girlfriend and I are still making our way through Lost. Uh, we're uh -huh. in the middle of season three. They just okay. discovered the barracks, uh, where, where, <laughs> where they live. So there you go. <laughs> has Sawyer already obtained the fish biscuit? Oh, yes. Yeah. He oh, has good, obtained good. the fish biscuit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, what about you? How's your weekend been? Uh, I watched Jurassic Park yesterday to get Ooh. ready for Jurassic pa Jurassic World Dominion. You don't need to remember the full name. It's just the new one. The new the dinosaur. New Jurassic one. Park. Yeah, right. <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. News to no one. Jurassic Park. Still very good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, today here on the Whatnots Review Show. In case you didn't know, each week we have a brand new story to talk about. Could be a movie, could be a comic book, could be a manga, could be all sorts of things. We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, come back here and talk about it. This week, we're talking about a manga that I've been interested in for a while, simply because of its name. Yes. Its name is so ridiculous that I, I just like... One day I was like, I, I have to pitch this one day here on the podcast and we ended up picking it. And that manga is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. You know, <laughs> happens like to us all. Does, right. Yeah. <laughs> happens to the best of us. Um, yeah, this is one that I had seen in Comixology for a while. Uh, and like I said, the name caught my eye because it's just so ridiculous. That time mm -hmm. I got reincarnated as a slime. Um, and it's not just the concept of being reincarnated as a slime, but the fact that whoever the protagonist is, is speaking of this event from much later on. And it's just like one one incident in whatever their life becomes. Yeah. Have they gotten reincarnated as other things down, yeah. down the road? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so this week we read the first five volumes, uh, which is, I think, a perfect chunk of like, here's, yeah. like the starting bit of that manga. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this, actually. I, I was yes. surprised. I, generally speaking, am not a huge fan of fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I don't mind it, but it's just it's not my favorite genre. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I, I was expecting it to be like, all right, it's going to be some fantasy stuff. And I don't know. It seems like a ridiculous name. It's going to be kind of weird and wacky. And I don't know if it's really going to be for me. But I think I was pleasantly surprised. It, like it was mm -hmm. better than I thought it, it would be. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I had a blast reading these five volumes. Um, and interestingly enough, I didn't know this, but it started out as like an online novel. Uh, yeah. Is where this, this story got started. Uh, and then it's, it's been adapted into like an actual like 
published book. Uh, it's been adapted into an anime and a manga, and there's been spin-off mangas and books and all sorts of stuff. So uh seems to be pr- a pretty popular one. Here. Yeah, I can see why. I had a lot of fun reading it. The reason why I picked it initially is that you told me this was about a 36-year-old man, <laughs> like <just> an <laughs> office worker who died and got reincarnated as a slime. And I didn't know that part of it. Uh, I liked that that's who our protagonist was. I was expecting it to be a teen. So a lot of anime and manga I've encountered is very youth focused. And I liked that this was just an adult man. So that's why I picked it. And so I had that surprise right off the bat. And this is a narrative (laughs) that is it's a lot of fun. It's got really great character designs, really interesting magic systems and a a good amount of emotional depth to it. I wouldn't call it a, a heavy book or like a super emotionally compelling book, but it's very charming. There's a, yeah, absolutely. The way that our main character keeps picking up friends and allies in situations where you wouldn't expect him to. That's the real delight of the series. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So yeah, as we kind of alluded to, um, this story is about a 37-year-old uh, who is just kind of an everyday office worker, yeah. dead-end job, just kind of a nobody uh, who gets stabbed to death, seemingly on accident. Um, all that stuff, he jumps in front of a, a someone who has a knife and uh, mm. ends up dying. But yeah. Then, as the title suggests, gets reincarnated as a slime, um, which if you guys are video game fans and you are familiar with uh, all, all sorts of Japanese R- RPGs, mm. they, they have these slime monsters that are like the really low level, like don't even pay attention when you're fighting them. Just, you know, they're pushovers. Um, uh-huh. And that's what this guy reincarnates as a slime. Um, And he very quickly just has to kind of figure out what's happening and all of this stuff. And he finds himself kind of in this fantasy world, very similar to a video game, but it has its own happenings and all that stuff. And he just... It kind of goes about his merry way. And as you said, just kind of (laughs) accrues these allies and 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 just starts building this city like out in the middle of this forest. And uh, yeah, it it, it seems like of the five volumes that we read, that's like a good like first. That's a good like first story arc. But it it also very much felt like set up for stuff that's happening down the road here. It seems like there's some kind of like demon lords that are running around that world and and stuff like that. But yeah, we follow this slime uh, who everyone just kind of takes as a useless slime at first, but he ends up being really powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. in ways that he's not he's unaware of but then also not like conceited with yeah and, and that's the thing because he he 
he wants to be helpful. Like he's he's he's, mm. he's just a good old nice swell guy, right? Yeah, he's got uh for a slime orb, he's got a surprisingly steady head on his shoulders. Like he's very practical when he first does get reincarnated as a slime. He like has no senses at first. He can just sort of and you're watching this like orb roll around a dark page trying to like figure out these new physical sensations and eventually learn like all right, this is how I can sort of see. This is how I can sort of move. Uh, I, I'm adjusting to this. And he just proceeds to adjust and figure things out and try and make things work. He's a very pragmatic slime. For sure. Indeed. And yeah, and we meet all sorts of characters along the way. We meet uh, orcs and goblins mm. and all sorts of things there's there's big old demon kings and yeah all sorts of fantasy stuff um i yeah i i i i had a blast writing days and i know that manga tends to read faster than um, mm -hmm. like american comics and stuff like that but yeah these ones went by very fast and uh I held my attention yeah. as I was writing them. I never felt like I was lost or didn't know where I was, stuff like that. So I had a good good time reading mm. this. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Uh, is there any other kind of thing that we maybe missed in terms of plot synopsis mm -hmm. or spoiler-free thoughts that you want to share? Huh? I don't think so. I think I think we'll get into it in the spoiler section. Cool. We will get into that in just a sec. Uh, we'll take a quick break for some housekeeping and then we'll be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for supporting thank us. You. It means a ton. Thank, thank, thank you. Cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, it, it, it would normally be E3 season if you're a video game fan. E3 is not happening, but Summer Game Fest is happening. Uh, so there's still a bunch of showcases and conferences and new game announcements and trailers and all that stuff uh and we will be discussing all of that on crossplay uh S sony kicked it off this week with a state of play 
that's their little presentations that they do with all their new game announcements and trailers and stuff like that. Uh, so we got to discuss the new Final Fantasy 16 and all of that. Um, it was good. It was fun. Uh, on the captain's log, we actually have not recorded this week's one yet. We are <laughs> recording it after we record this one. Um, yeah, but it should be up before this one goes live. It's confusing. Whatever. Uh, we are recording the captain's log today. Uh, I've I've still been checking out all of the the hard Mountain Dew uh, yes. flavors. I I will. This still is the be season finale. Season finale of Hard Mountain Dew on the captain's log. Um, we have all of that stuff. Uh, I do have to give a shout out that at the end of the month on the captain's log, um, yeah. we will have our annual trivia night. Uh, so if you guys want to uh, come check that out and watch as some of us from the Whatnots uh, challenge one another with some trivia, uh, mm -hmm. I think that should be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, then on the reactor core, we just recorded our reactions to the first half of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Numbers one through three are already out and myself and Ignacio, you guys might know from Crossplay. Uh, we we did our reactions to that. I'm sure you will see us do our reactions once the whole show is out so we can get that second half covered. And shortly down the road here this week, in, in fact, Miss Marvel comes out. Yes. Um, so I know we will be discussing and talking about all of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for all of that stuff. Uh, I'm super excited. But that is it for housekeeping which means it is time to get into spoilers. There we go. Okay, spoiler territory for that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Looks like you were just about to say something. You got something on the tip of your tongue there, Melissa. I think I want to start with the magic system. I think the magic system in these books is really interesting. Let's do it. Uh, so first off, our slime. I forget his his civilian name uh, as a businessman in Japan, but he's like out with one of his coworkers who wants to like introduce him to his new fiance. It's and then Satoru like he gets stabbed Mikami. by Hitoru Mikami. Thank you. S he gets stabbed Satoru, by a mugger. Yeah. And he gets stabbed by a mugger. And as he's dying, he like kind of makes jokes to himself about like, uh, oh boy, I hope that, you know, in my next life, you know, I get to be somebody who can't die from being stabbed. And he's he's a virgin. <laughs> he's like, man, if I had one more chance at life, I would just like devour those ladies, you know, in like a cool, <laughs> consensual, sexy way. I would devour those ladies <laughs> like he makes some sort of wordplay. And then there's like this great cosmic voice speaking to him that says, We'll reincarnate you as a form that cannot be killed by stabbing. And he's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? We'll reincarnate you with the power devourer. And he's like, what's that? And then he wakes up as a slime orb. Just yeah. this perfect little bubble of a man rolling around. And yeah, he got <laughs> reincarnated in forms that suited his final wishes. And we're still not clear on it. I think it's referred to as like the great voice or the great knowledge or something like that. Like there's some like sort of cosmic force word of the worlds. Yes. 
there's some sort of cosmic force that allowed that to happen, but we don't know why him. Why did this happen to him? And he oh, and he has not encountered anybody else who this has happened to. He finds one other person who is. Yeah. yeah, he finds one other person from Japan, but she was like summoned there. Like she never died. She she was living in Japan and then got taken to this fantasy realm. And I also like that that's part of it, that he's, as soon as he gets reincarnated here, he's like, he's a slimeborn, but he's like, I still identify as a Japanese person. I might never see another Japanese person again. The funny thing is, is he references, I believe it's Dragon Quest video mm-hmm. game. game. Uh, and he says, and she recognizes it and is like, wait, yes. you're from Japan? Like, what? what? <laughs> I, I, I did like that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I like that setup of just his final offhand wishes are turned into his new physical form. And the devourer power is when he can slurps over something, he can kind of like eat it and then get its powers. So, and one of the first creatures he encounters is this incredible smog-like dragon who he befriends and he will like eat the dragon, get the dragon's powers. And then this dragon sort of has the power to like live inside him. Yeah. And the dragon's like, you got to have a new fantasy realm name. Uh, And I think we're family. I think we should have the same last name. You and I, (laughs) we're married now. Uh, you will be Rimuru Tempest, and I'm Veldora Tempest, the Storm Dragon. Eat me and carry me around inside of you, please. Uh, and then you don't see Veldora again, but at the end of every volume, there's a prose section of this is what Veldora is seeing through Rimuru's eyes. Now, I, I have to say, I didn't really read those prose sections. I, I read the first one that was in mm. there, but once I kind of realized it was just... The same things we had read in yeah. ma- manga. I was just like, all right, I don't really need to read read this. Um, but I, I'm also kind of wondering because I didn't look up the like online version of the novel. Mm. I'm wondering if that is the the bit of the online. Yeah, novel or I don't know not. if that is. Is that just an extra thing for the manga or not? But yeah, that stuff is in the air, which I thought was neat. Um, yeah, I I also just skimmed them, but I did really admire that they were there and that Veldora yeah. knows more about magic than Rimuru does. So Rimuru will do something uh, like the we encounters all these goblins and the goblins are like, we don't have names. Somebody has to give us names. And he's like, OK, I'll call you Gobta and, and, and Goblo and gives them all these. <laughs> yeah, it's gob names. Uh, and then he like passes out and he doesn't know what that was. And then Veldora's like, Rimuru doesn't know that if you name something, you've created this strong magic bond with that creature. And the more you name people, it like drains your own energy. So you will like go into the sleep mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it it has some interesting perspective and some interesting tidbits mm-hmm. in there. But it's basically the exact same thing that you just read in comic form in manga mm. form um but yeah so he has this power uh, devourer and he eats plants and drinks water and then yeah eventually consumes this 
dragon, uh, which absorbs the powers. Uh, and then he has this like library of powers inside him that he can use a lot of mm. which he doesn't even really know he has yeah. or he, like he did, didn't really know at first that because he ate these plants, those are actually like healing herbs yes. and mixed with the water. It's makes a healing potion. And because it's been sitting in there for so, so long or something, it's super powerful. Uh, now, yeah, and he has and so he like, much of this that he basically has like an unlimited supply. Um, yeah, so, you like, just he, excrete healing potion, and he's like, "I, I know I could do that. I was just trying to eat a right, leaf." Right. Yeah, and so he has, he has these, like, he has this kind of air about him that makes him seem like he's all powerful. Um, yeah, but in a way that he doesn't know it. Or once mm-hmm. he does start to kind of figure it out, he realizes, well, I have more powers than I know. So I mm-hmm. like I don't even really know what powers I do have. And the ones I do know I have, like I don't like I've never really like tested the limits of my powers and stuff like that. But he's also not. Like trying to go out there and kill things like he wants to be mm-hmm. nice. He wants to be yeah. friendly and all that stuff. So he's not trying to hurt people or destroy someone's home or, or stuff like that. So he, he it it in an odd way, not in a way that he's necessarily choosing per se, but he's very humble and very yes. meek uh, as a result of of this stuff. Um, but yeah, and, and then then as as he eats more things and gets more powers, he eventually realizes that he can combine these yeah. powers to kind of create newer, stronger, um, newer, stronger powers. Um, and just within the first five he has so many different magic things that it's you you can't even know how much he <laughs> has there. It's not like, okay, he yeah. has these five powers and that's no. it. It's like, no, he and has like he, five thousand something. I don't even know right. what they are. Yeah. And they can be combined in different ways. And he can talk to this like mystical cosmic voice who's sort of like his Jarvis or his Friday or whatever who's informing him on hey did you know you can combine these things together and it has this effect so to be clear on that bit there's two different voices right right? there's the the word of the world which is like the grand cosmic voice and then he has a power called great sage yes uh, that's what it is is also yeah, yeah like like you said just his like personal assistants that can like speak with him in his consciousness and help be like well in this situation you know uh fireaga would be a good move to use and and stuff like that so yeah and that was another one of the things he he thought about as he was dying there's like some old adage or myth or maybe this is part of game lore like video game or anime or manga lore that he's pulling from as he dies that like there are monks who will live celibate lives and will die and will be like reincarnated as great sages. And he's like, well, I'm a 36 year old virgin, so I'd better be, <laughs> I'd better be one heck of a sage. <laughs> I'm dying. 
we only see his his life back on Earth for a little bit, but it does give us this interesting setup where he is out with this younger coworker. The coworker views him as the senpai. He's got the upper hand professionally, but it's the younger guy who is like handsome and is this beautiful, sweet new fiance. Uh, so like he's older, he's got more more knowledge, more power ostensibly at the job, but like he has nothing else going for him. And when he gets reincarnated, he doesn't like think back to his life on Earth a lot. It is, he doesn't say like, oh, no, my parents will miss me or who will feed my cat or whatever. He seems to really take this reincarnation as, OK, this is my life now. I get this blank slate. What did I want to be uh, on Earth that I like never really got to be? And he's he does have this hum- humility to him, which is one of the character's strengths. And I think why so many of these other supporting characters take up with him, like they really mm-hmm. admire him. He's not the guy who wants to be a leader. He's the guy who can be a leader and like accepts that other people put him into that position. Yeah. Like he's tr- he's very trustworthy. He's very considerate of others. And he gets to be uh, not just somebody who is like logistically, yeah, that guy's my superior at the office, but who's somebody somebody who others really do look up to. For sure, for sure. Um, I we're gonna go back to the naming convention thing. Mm-hmm. Names in magic systems are always really interesting to me. Um, there's a lot of kind of magic systems out there that is. It, it, Especially when you get into more like demonic stuff, like if 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 you know someone's true name, then you yes, hold power yes. over them. And in a similar way, this is kind of giving someone a name for the first time, and that holds a certain power over them too. Um, and it, yeah, he like it, it causes the creature that gets n- named if it will, if and when they get named, they evolve. Um, yes. Not necessarily instantaneously, but like right in the, you know, within the next like day or two, mm. they evolve. And it could be that can mean all sorts of things, right? It could be that they get bigger and taller and stronger and more defined and they don't look so childlike and they now they Mm. look like a man or a woman yeah Uh, yeah um, or it could be that they de-age or yeah they yeah just they now have two horns instead of one or they Mm. grow horns and i liked that a lot yeah i thought that was fascinating Um, i did love that Rimuru was never sure what effect it was going to have. It will level that creature up in some way. But you're right. It's it's not like you always look older or you always look younger or you always get buffer or your body always changes in one certain way versus another. It is different for each type of creature that he encounters. Yeah. And within that, too, it's not always the same. Because for the goblins, most of Mm -hmm. them did get like more muscles and they yeah all all that stuff and then there's gobta and he's just like yes gobta looks the same like why why didn't he evolve and then he's just this like childlike goblin who just on the outside just a 
appears dumber than a bag of rocks but mm-hmm. maybe secretly he's like a genius is is like is <laughs> like how he evolved at, at the end of every chapter in these books there's like a, a page with just like one little doodle on it and the pay the doodle after that chapter is the drawing of gobta who still looks like this cutesy little child goblin and it's labeled like gobta still looks the same and he's got a word bubble that says my evolution was more of a spiritual thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, like he's not, he's not l- l- literally like a genius, like book smart. Yeah. Like, well, now, now I am the great sage and I know. Yes. How to, yeah. Like he still just is himself, but just has this kind of like innate ability to be able to do whatever it is that he needs to get done mm. there. Um, and well, either that's on purpose or because of the, like a new skill that he learned there because he he does learn a unique skill that none, 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 mm. none of the uh, other goblins can seem to really ma- 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 mm. master. But some of these things like when he's fighting the lizard prince dude guy yeah. like that seems very purposeful. He is skilled. He knows what he's doing. But then when they go to uh, see the dwarves uh, where the kick, 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 like he's just like accidentally like getting in trouble and like, stuff yeah. like, like he just see it like, but he still he still accomplishes what they need to accomplish. But mm. it just in a more like Rube Goldbergian, yes. like I just it. it some, somehow he made it happen. I like we don't know. Maybe he's secretly a genius. I yeah. I I like how many different characters Rumuru has around him, and they all serve different roles. They're all they all have a valuable part of his retinue, and I do love that the premise is you expect that this you expect this to be a guy who's reincarnated as a slime and panics hates it, wants to get back to Earth, wants to go back to human life, wants to be something who's not a slime, and he's just going to, like, fumble through this, like, medieval land with these power structures. He's going to upset a king or something. And some of that stuff happens, but he's he gets reincarnated, he immediately, like, adjusts himself, he figures it out, and he keeps collecting friends when you would expect him to collect enemies. So many times he turns an enemy into a friend or at least an ally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in just the, the most strange ways, too. And not not in someone who's who's just like, yeah, he's cool. Like, he's a friend. It's like, mm. no, like, I pledge my loyalty to you. Yes! Like, I will follow you wherever you go. Uh, all that stuff. And yeah, he he kind of becomes without them really saying it he's kind of like the de facto king of this forest yes um at at the the end of these five volumes he becomes the chancellor uh of the forest that is like the official title that they that they give him but yeah he's kind of amassing this power and that hasn't really been dealt with yet in the series of what that means for the world at large um but to go back to what you you said about you you might think that he would just be like i miss being a human i want to go back to my old life i hate it here 
mm-hmm. it, I thought if not that, then it also would have been he maybe would have been a little bit more cocky and yeah. like, well, hey, I've played Dragon Quest before. I played Final Fantasy before. I know mm. how this works. I can do all of this stuff. I, yeah, I got that. I know what I'm, I'm going to rule the world. You're a king. <laughs> not anymore. Listen to slime number one. Right. <laughs> And he, I think his life as a gamer or gamer or somebody who like read or watched fantasy based stories, that does give him a leg up in this world. He does sort of know what he's supposed to do. He knows how a leader should behave, but you're right. He has no ego about this. He's just yeah. trying to, he's like, I, I think I know what I'm supposed to do. He's, he's very humble. He's very practical about things. Not cocky practical at all. Practical to a fault. In yes. The sense yeah. That yeah. When yeah. He's, when he's naming stuff, especially at the end, when they get the like 150,000 orcs that are still alive, there he's he's naming them like goal F one, goal F two, goal right. F three. Right. It's just like <laughs> yeah. It's like come on, dude. You're like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, you're a male from the mountain tribe of orcs. Okay, so you will be mountain M1, <laughs> female mountain F1. Right. And like I like I was thinking in my head what I would do if I had to name yeah. this many people. <laughs> and like uh, I, your I lamp, think... your table, your apple juice. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but 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 like I I I feel like I would divide them up into like okay first of all divide into your tribes divide male and female or mm. whatever your gender yeah. system is yeah. and and then I I think I might find some other kind of subset to divide them all up into or I might even be like all right. I'm going to come up with like 150 names in my head here. Divide everyone up into like 150 random groups. Group one, you're all John. Group two, you're all Steve. Group three, you're all Sally. And that way, like, yeah, just like do that stuff instead of like your F1, your F2, your M1, your M2. Right. And we haven't yet seen how the orcs, I think they're like, you know, they they pledge their loyalty to Ramaru. They will accept their names. But we haven't seen like one of them talk to the other one like Mountain F2. How's it going, bud? Wait, are you Mountain F3 or F2? 63 <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I i liked the naming stuff that that mm-hmm. was fascinating but then at the same time i guess i also don't know why he had to do it to all of them none at, of at them had names yeah at some well i mean yeah but then like when you get down to it what really is the purpose of naming Every single one of them. Well, I guess it levels them up and then they are stronger and they could be an army or resources for him if he if he wanted, or they could just be stronger on their own. Like some of the orcs could then go off and set up their own settlement and they would sure. more safely, more confidently. If any foes came to fight them, they could defend themselves more easily. Yeah, like I, I get that, but like 
I guess I'm thinking of just like how much time it would take and all that. Like, why can't <laughs> why can't they just live among you and help build without being leveled up? Like that th- there's strength in numbers. Like you're in this giant <laughs> city now, and everyone is like of this same alliance. Like there's the at, at, at least for the time being, there's not really g- going to be anyone that's coming after mm. you right now. You're pretty safe. Yeah, I, just, I like I don't know. He's just that nice of a guy. Like if somebody asks him to he do is. something, he's like, he is. OK, I'll, all right. Uh, I do wonder. I would like to see how this progresses. If he can, like, outsource the naming, can a named creature then who can Will name somebody and who can't somehow? Right. Right. Or like, can he assign his demon secretary to help name them? Can, can she do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, so we've talked a little bit about the like interesting magic system that they mm. can combine powers and he eats different things. So, so there is one thing that I do want to talk about spinning off that. Yeah. Uh, he eventually gets the power to shapeshift. Yes. And there's uh, in one of the v- volumes, it's like volume three. Uh, he ends up kind of devouring this l- girl, this w- l- woman. This is the one mm. that was transported yes. to the realm from Japan. She was mm. summoned there, but she was the wrong person. That yeah. wasn't who they were trying to get. Um, and then she got bonded with the spirit of effort, I believe. Yes. Um, and yeah, just like the, 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 there was a whole story about, well, uh, like she's too powerful for her own good. So she doesn't like doing this and then they separate them, but she's dying and all this stuff. So he like kind of as her last wish does a yeah. similar thing of like, hey, you can devour me and in that I will live through you and my memory and all that yeah. stuff will be carried on, um, uh-huh. which is a nice thing. But yeah, he mm. has the power to shape shift and then often shape shifts into uh, like a younger version of that woman. Yeah. Uh, and then just kind of stays for the most yes. part as that's her fascinating to me he wakes up he again he does these things and he's not sure what any of the repercussions are going to be and he'll do something so magic that it'll like knock him out and then he'll wake up and he's like in a different form or something has changed and he wakes up and he is this like child who like in the face like looks like a younger version of that woman and he finds out that he is um this the, the the sexless child, not male, not female, not not intersex, well, he, but like sexless d- d- entirely. The, the typical <laughs> like, like, wait, I can be a girl, right? And then is like, oh, yes, wh- oh, there's nothing there. Oh, well, I, huh. <laughs> it seems like I don't know if maybe he could shape shift. I forget that part, but he does try shape shifting into, into a babe, into a honk. I but yeah, at it one is point. He shape shifts into one of the dire wolves. Yeah, too. I, but I, it's fascinating that he is reincarnated as just this sort of uh, like raw human, just like a sexless child that could evolve into being anything, could be anything. He has the power to be anything. 
But when he's not the slime orb, he stays in that like 10 year old child mode fairly often and is like, I'm going to need new clothes. Like, will you guys help me make new clothes? And then all these women try and like dress him up in these frilly outfits. Yeah, it is interesting that this is a man who was like a a virgin in his 30s regrets as he dies that like he, he never got laid. He gets reincarnated as a slime and then he gets that ability to to have a human form he he could have sex with a woman now and he just doesn't yeah i mean he he has those uh orc or no not the the orc the uh the kaijin uh yeah that's how you say it they're all just fawning over him um but but i i don't think i like that power that he can mm. like transform into a human and then it basically just stays there it kind of defeats the purpose of being a slime in my opinion yeah. and in the volumes itself like in the back of the book where they have that like those just one little yeah uh thing in the back there it's often like sorry there wasn't much slime in this one and it mm-hmm. does that for like two or three in a row. And I'm just like, well, why? Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I why do. Is this a thing then? I do love the slime form. Uh, they it is surprisingly expressive. It's sort of got these indentations, like almost like eyebrows on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot out of the slime form. It's nice to look at. I imagine it's very easy to draw. Uh, and to have it replaced by this other design, which is very cute, like the the child Rimuru sure. becomes very cute. I love that this in in his, in his human form, he all like when you can see an actual expression on his face, he always looks bemused. He always looks puzzled. He always looks like he's thinking. I liked being able to like really see how Rimuru is thinking and how Rimuru is feeling, and that that's what it is. But. It is surprising that this has come up so early into the narrative when you imagine that that would be a longer struggle for Rimuru is missing his human form, missing like the ability to taste anything. He can take things in, but he can't like taste anything, Right. you know, missing the, the, the touch, being able to like really touch another person besides just sort of like rolling into their lap. But. Yeah, to have it happen so early and then not have a huge effect on the story w- was a little puzzling. Yeah, and I, I, I just I, I feel like it's a cheap way out. But yeah, like, you, you do bring up a good point to be able to see him emote and yeah. do that stuff like. With the slime, yeah, you can kind of get some of it. But it's not the same. Like he doesn't have a full human face that we can really mm. connect with and be like, oh, mm. he's surprised or oh, he's scared. Yeah. Or, oh, right. But if he is in a human form, we can at least connect with that because it's something we recognize. So I get that and I appreciate that. I think the other thing I appreciate is also. It just the, an interesting thing they don't really talk about in the, there, uh, except for the fact that they do mention he's a virgin and all that stuff. Yeah, that, uh, I if I was re- I wished I could have been with all the ladies and devour yeah. all the. Uh, I, it's interesting that he 
that does end up going around as like a 10 year old girl yes um, yeah not in a like a pedophile way but i mean yeah i'm i'm more in it like the way i read that is a more like repressed sexuality of like maybe it, yeah it, it, it maybe he never really had a relationship in his previous life because maybe he he didn't feel like he aligned specifically with the normal binaries of maybe. he should be with a maybe he was into cross dressing and we just don't we know. know or yeah like we know nothing about like his, his human life way deep down and maybe never explored it and all that stuff uh but they don't talk about that at least in no. these first five volumes and i thought that was yeah. interesting because it, it is yeah. like this subconscious manifestation of who he wants to be yeah so, he it is interesting that like this is the default human form that he wakes up in and he it, he learns that he can change it but he chooses to stay in that default almost as like i want i was wondering if it's like I don't know how any of this magic works. Let me trust it. If this is the form I woke up in, let me stay like this for a while and feel it out and see if this means something. Or maybe he wonders if this is, I don't remember the name of the woman who died and that he devoured. Right. Maybe he's like, in honor of her, like I took in her power. I took in her life energy. I woke up looking like, like a younger version of her. Maybe in her honor, I will continue to live like this for a while. It, yeah, it's just like I do want to say. Oh, go mm -hmm. ahead. No, I was gonna say that the four thirty-six-year-old virgin. He he's less pervy than I would have guessed. <laughs> this is a far less pervy book than like when we read Fairy Tale. Yes, I'm big glad you mentioned slime that. Yeah. Orb, <laughs> and he does like like when like a busty lady hugs him, but he like his thought process does not go farther than that it's not like a busty lady hugs he, him or cuddles him and he's like to not get d dish, distracted and and yeah. stuff like that um yeah but yeah, it's the, like he the, the the secretary woman the mm. ogre when they first meet yeah she like flips over him and like she has like full view like of <laughs> of of her chest like inches yeah. away from from yeah. his face and yeah, he he's, he's like, whoa, oh, wait, wait, don't don't get distra yep. distracted. Right. If, when he's like being hugged by them, he doesn't wish like, oh, I wish I could do anything more than just be next to boobs. It seems like maybe he's got that now. And he's like, I am happy to live here for a while. I just get, have boobs touch me. Cool. I'm happy. And I. And the women are like so happy to like have this, this slime orb on their lap. His first boob, <laughs> right? Right. It's not even with his own hands. <laughs> with his own, slime. he has no hands. <laughs> but they they love to like have him on their lap and cuddle him. And I like that this was something that like, yeah, right. <laughs> Boobs flop straight on there. But I was thinking like the women seem like they are really enjoying this. Like they like. To be the one who gets to like have Lord Rimuru in their lap, no cute and cuddly, and right, right. And I was thinking, like that, if you know, it's kind of a visual joke slash eye candy to have like the big boobs propped up on the slime orb. But I was thinking, 
that probably feels very good for that lady to like have the support of the slime orb. Like that's probably good for your posture, good for your back. Maybe it's like sort of a like a right. weighted blanket effect to have this. I don't know how heavy he is, but I was looking at it and I'm like, I bet the women are also getting a lot out of this experience <laughs> and I'm happy for them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it, it has enough of that. Like. I, I, I don't think fan service is the right mm. word, but what, what you would kind of imagine as fans for harvest of of like oh yeah here's the the busty babe the hot sexy yeah. busty babe that uh has some skimpy clothes on or or mm. stuff a lot like that um or is in a suit and is still like very sexy and right, i, I like want to say stuff. that i love that too that he has this demon lady who takes on as the secretary and then wears like a human secretary a outfit. business suit yeah right in the midst of all this <laughs> medieval wear and it's never really <laughs> explained but i love it the only way they explain it is um like because of the horns on the oh, yes. ogres is they can't wear normal clothes that you pull right. over your their their head because their <laughs> yeah. horn will puncture it and tear it up so they have to wear stuff that like folds over the yeah they have to wear like button-up shirts and like kimonos yeah, so, yeah yeah it's like the traditional japanese outfits or like business suits <laughs> right i also like that he rumor gets this mask from this this woman who died uh this is the mask was very important to her that, that he carries around and wears sometimes and there's like one of those like end of the volume kind of silly four panel comics where he's like i'm going into battle hold my mask and he gives it to his secretary and she tries to put it on but it just bumps against her horn yeah <laughs> i do want to say also again i i will have to google this and find that that woman's name but she's set up like she's going to be a love interest and then she mm -hmm. isn't and i think that choice is fascinating that i think Rimuru maybe gets some sort of like a he gets his fortune told i think by some woman at one of the parties in the dwarf city and she's like oh you're going to meet somebody very special who's going to have a the major impact one. on your life yeah. yes your faded one and he you imagine this is like uh you know this is your true love and especially her being the only other human from japan who's ever wound up in this world you imagine that he will like one day take human form or like shrek you know maybe she takes uh slime form and then there's slimes together you don't know you imagine like, oh, that's his true love. This will be sort of a fairy tale romance among everything. Uh, and then she dies and he, he devours her in, in an honorable way. And like she bequeaths her power to him. And it does make a major change on his life. It is like you yeah. can tell that is part of his destiny to encounter this woman, for them to have this interaction with each other, for her to have this major effect on his life. I think it's very interesting that that's what it is and it isn't romantic mm -hmm. or, or never gets a chance to become romantic. Right. Right. And I mean, and also in a ways to him kind of devouring them, that's still mm. a, str a strange word. Yeah. Some of the moves were named oddly, I thought. But, yeah. Uh, it, him devouring her in that way is them becoming one. In a yes. sense, which is kind of it's a odd marriage of sorts. 
right? Where they, is, they, they become one being, one soul. And when he's introduced to this fated one concept, he thinks about other people that maybe he was fated to meet. And he thinks of Veldora the dragon, who right. like says, we should have the same last name. Like we're bonded. Like he's almost married to Veldora, sort of. I mean, Valdora did name him. Yes, in this yes. One. So there is that side of things too, and that like their bond, him devouring this dragon, did kind of set everything in motion because this mm-hmm. dragon was a very powerful magical being that had yes. been locked away for decades, um, and if not centuries, and. The fact that this dragon is now gone, like people can kind of sense that they can feel it, that there's there's Mm. there's a disturbance in the force. Yes. Right. And I find that interesting, too. They 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 continually talk about these things. I I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. The magic cules. I don't know. Um, They're midichlorians. Right. Yeah, but they're they're in the atmosphere. They're everywhere. That's what gives people their power, all that stuff. People can kind of sense those things, right? Mm -hmm. That's something they don't really get into uh, much in there besides they exist. And that's kind of what magic relies on. But that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, I, I thought that was interesting. Too that it is like the disappearance of this dragon yeah. that is just that that everyone is like whoa I sense something is different something is up yes. like something's happening here mm-hmm. um, so yeah it it does feel like the story is going in a direction that is 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 like hey this will be a really really cool story once this kind of finally reaches its climax and and stuff like that it feel like i'm not sure how long this is i don't know how many volumes yeah. they're supposed to be here but it feels like it will end up being a pretty incredible journey and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i want to talk about the 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 final act of this little arc that we read in these five volumes which is the sure. battle against the orc king or when he levels up, he's called the Orc Disaster, which I yeah. love. I also love that these orcs, they look pig-like. They, they look mm-hmm. like, is it the Gamorian Guard is the Star Wars race? It's Guard is your Something title. Like it's yeah. not part of your race. But yeah, I, I love that design. A, a different sort of orc design that I'd seen in fantasy before. For sure, and this, yeah. And Rimuru is going to battle, like a f- huge, like, battle like everybody all the forces are here we're lined up on the battlefield this is real lord of the rings business against this orc king and you've learned that the orc king was doing all of this because his uh, people were under like a deadly famine they had nothing to eat and he had this power where he could like tear parts of his body off and then they would regenerate so you see him like tear off his arm and give it to three starving kids and he's like eat up You'll grow big and strong. Don't worry. I'll be fine. And he like bestows this power upon his soldiers called like uh, starvation or whatever, where they are constantly hungry. Like they, they have nourishment, like they can be fed, but they feel hungry. And that feeling of hunger drives them to like 
devour right. their enemies in a more literal sense and then like get their powers. It's sort of this dark mirror to Rimuru's powers where they are they can't just like devour something and have its powers, but like they are driven to do so in exchange mm-hmm. for what they get out of this exchange for the power they gain. They are constantly starving, but they but they won't die, which is why the Orc King is like, I will do this to my people so that they can live. And so me and my band of soldiers will go out there and like get resources so that we can feed you know, all the people, feed all the little kids so I can stop cutting my yeah. arm off. And he refuses to lose to Rimuru because he knows he carries so much shame for what he's done and what he did that he like he knew was necessary. And he's like, if I am gone, that burden will be passed to my people. I yeah. do not want this to fall on them. I do not want them to have to live under my legacy. I bear this burden. I will not lose. And Remru's like, you will lose. I am going to win this. In like a very understanding, empathetic way. He's like, you must lose. I will win. I will devour you. I will devour your powers. I will eat your sins. I will take the burden. If anybody's mad at any orc, they are mad at me. They come to me with yeah. their grievances. I will make sure that your people are viewed as innocent. I take this burden from you. And there's this beautiful, like, almost brings a tear to your eye shot of, like, the, the Orc King in his final, almost like these visions, like, flashing before his eyes as he dies. He's, like, passed out on this, like, barren ground where we saw him feeding mm. the children earlier. And he cups in his hand, like, one tiny little flower that's growing out of the barren ground. Yeah. And that yeah. was really surprising. And, like, that's a moment... Not everything in the book is on that level, but the fact that it can get to that level was really impressive. That's that's a thing. Like I I I think these first five volumes start to plant the seeds for some of yes. those emotional stories, but we really haven't gotten there yet. And yeah, I think that the the origin story of the orc king and the orc disaster. Mm-hmm is a good example of the one that got the farthest, maybe. Mm -hmm. Because we know that the ogres were victims of the orc uh, disaster, the orc king, all all that stuff. But they they also have this kind of emotional story to them there. Uh, But we know that there is more to their story. We know, like, all of the kind of friends and allies that he he gets you can tell they have more to their story than we know right now and i think just being in a fantasy land there is going to be all kinds of politics and stuff like that of like oh well when king so-and-so was in charge the goblins fought for him and blah blah Mm. blah and all that but yeah we see this very emotional story when uh Ramaru is defeating the orc disaster of just like i had to do what i had to do to survive like i mm. didn't do this because i was evil or all that stuff however the stuff that i had to do ended up being really bad and i infl- i inflicted that on my people yeah and they have now become an infliction on so many yes. other people. And I hate that, but it's mm-hmm. it's allowed them to survive. It's allowed mm-hmm. them to live. And yeah, he does have have this 
very emotional moment of just finally not giving up. That's not the right word, but just stopping. Just yeah, just, he he is the it it. it it is the like what happens when the unstoppable force meets mm. the, the immovable yeah. object uh, thing, right? It's kind of like that. And the like number two orc that is right there, like recognizes what's happening. And he he even has this like really nice, just like, hey, it's time for you to rest. Like, yes, you, you, you. You did the thing. Um, it was a very honorable, restful death. I like yeah. that that's how it was portrayed. Yeah. Pretty cool indeed. I liked it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, then he has to name 150,000 orcs. <laughs> 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 All that stuff. But so, so you mentioned uh, that the, the orc design, they, they, they look like these pig-headed mm -hmm creatures mm. and i don't know if you looked at the translator notes in i these did books yeah here. um so for the orcs they denote that when you first meet them they are like the the kanji symbols used yeah. to make it uh does translate to pig head people but yes. when he names them and they've evolved, it's now boar's head people. So mm -hmm. it is some kind of change yeah. in, in them that they've had there. And I liked that, that there is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very different kind of fantasy design to an orc that I I've never seen before. But I liked it a lot. Um that was neat. And we also get lizard people, which was I neat. loved the I love the look of the lizard people. I love the look yeah. of everything in this series. They get so much out of Rimuru being a slime orb. <laughs> and then the the human design for Rimuru is very cute. Uh everybody looks the distinct. Look I'd like to visit fantastic. Yeah, I'd like to visit all these different it's fantasy creatures and races, and everybody's got cool outfits. It's a very good looking book for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, was there anything else that I really wanted to hit on uh in this? Not really. I don't think so. I yeah, I, I just I I want to know more. Like mm -hmm. I like five volumes is a decent chunk. Yeah. And if 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 I had to make a couple complaints, I feel like, yeah, maybe the first few volumes felt real slow. They don't really go anywhere. But I think volume one had a unique challenge, uh, which I was OK with. But it's still it, like the the challenge is like, well, how do you get used to your surroundings as a slug? Mm. You can't see who can't smell who can't yeah. he, he, hear all that stuff. So there is this challenge of just figuring out your surroundings, right? And so I enjoyed that. But as a whole, like volumes one through three felt like nothing happened. Even volumes one through five as a whole, it was like, I felt like that's the end of volume one of like a normal, like I, 
Western I, comic. I feel like so much happened, and I there is you, you, you're, you're you're right. Like you there there is a lot that happened, but it's all set up. If that makes sense, yeah, I understand so, that. Yeah, yeah. I, but I I think it's valuable setup. It is a little repetitive of. Rimuru gets into a conflict with a fantasy creature. They are friends. He names them. They are his allies. But I like how often that happened. I like that the story is really establishing that emotional theme of this is a story about friendship, about picking up friends, about understanding people, about being generous, about trying to be a good leader. Yeah. And then... One of my other complaints is not so much a complaint, but a wish is like now that they've built this village Mm. into basically a city like at the end of volume five, you get to see like the bird's eye value. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, there's there's streets Mm -hmm. and pathways and a big uh, like fountain in the center and all of this. They make flush toilets. They they sure do. they have all this stuff. I want to know that town. I feel like we yeah. don't know the town at mm-hmm. all. It's just we know that there is one. We know that construction is happening, but that's it. That's kind of it. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like I don't have a sense of place when it comes to that town. Mm. Um, I felt like the forest in general, we were kind of around, but it's also just kind of a nondescript fantasy forest where yeah. orcs live and a triad or, or dryads or, yeah whatever that thing was there yeah like it like i that stuff i didn't have an issue with we did get a map at the start yes. of i think at least volume three four and five it had like a mm. world map and had a list of characters all that stuff that stuff is very super helpful. helpful yeah there are absolutely. so many supporting characters in this book and like there is that uh the list of all of them or all the major ones in those chapters i'm still like st- I, I names would enter my head and they would leave regrettably yeah. there's just yeah. so many of them mountain m39 <laughs> yeah um but yeah, like that stuff was super helpful. But then, yeah, they've built this town up so much that I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like I know what's happening in this town. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. Like, it just seems like this big old blind spot. So I, I, I hope we get more in yeah. this town specifically. And and like with the the pace of the narrative after this big battle is finished and we've been, we're in this period of growth and rebuilding, maybe that's what volume six would be. Maybe you do spend some time visiting uh, everybody in Rimuru's service except Rimuru. Like, it's Rimuru's passed out. He named too many orcs. And now we just see, like, his, right, yeah. uh, his, his dwarven craftsman. We see his demon secretary. We see his big wolf. <laughs> this is when we get to see the townspeople interact. Like, are you calling each other Lake F99? Um. Yeah, that or or like now because this the orc disaster is defeated yeah. and there was this giant army like Emmeru is amassing mm. a lot of power very yes. fast. Yes. Uh, so I I'd be interested in seeing the other like seeing that one king 
that we got to yeah. meet very briefly to see him kind of come back into the thing to just kind of send some messengers over to poke around and be like, what's happening over here? Who are you people? What's going on here? Right. Um, just to, to, to see more like it, it really feels like Rimuru is now on a world stage rather than just mm-hmm. like what's happening within this forest. Um, but it's like, okay, what's happening within the surrounding kingdoms, mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. So. That's what I would like to see in future volumes. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. This was good. This was fun. This makes yeah. me want to check out the anime adaption, mm-hmm. uh, which I think as of right now has two seasons out. Uh, season one aired last year. As of recording no. this, we're in 2022. It ended, I think, in like September of oh. 2021 there. So it's more recent than I thought. It's pretty new, yeah. So there you go. Uh any other kind of last minute final thoughts on that time I got reincarnated as a slime? Uh I enjoyed it. Yeah, and we don't I I don't we read manga for the show maybe a couple times a year. Uh I honestly don't don't read it in my recreational time outside of the show. I feel like if you're new to manga and you want one to check out, this was very easy to pick up, especially if you are yeah. in like a fantasy headspace. Like if you love Lord of the Rings, if you love these RPG video games, I think this is a neat one to check out, even if this isn't your usual medium. If yeah. you're looking for something else in the genre, if you just love slime. Sure. Do you love slime? <laughs> are you a fan of Nickelodeon slime? I got the manga <laughs> for you. Um, Do you love Slimer? <laughs> it's different. What if Slimer was a circle? A circle who rolls around. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty good one to get started in if you're new to manga or if you're you're interested in that stuff. Um, if you are familiar with the JRPGs and all of that good stuff, then... Yeah, I think there's also a lot in here for you. I know there's a lot of references to that stuff. I know I've mentioned like Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy and all that stuff. Uh, One of the mangas that we read on this show a while back was the heroic legend of Arslan, which apparently they make a reference to. That's not exactly one that I would have caught if Mm. I had just been rating it, but they do. Uh, have in the translator notes like oh this is supposed to be a reference to arslan um Mm. here in that and i was like oh that's neat like i I, yeah now i see it okay cool um so yeah i mean it it has references in there to all sorts of things so if you are more familiar with that i think you'll get a kick out of this but it's not so filled with them that if you're not familiar you'll be Mm. lost you don't need to know that stuff to Mm. pick up on this so yeah highly recommended indeed i know more people are probably gonna go out and pick up fairy tale and all that stuff since it's probably more popular uh but i think this one is better yeah i will say we did read fairy tale a year or two ago. <clears throat> I wasn't wild about it, but I remember the art was pretty good. 
very cool yeah. costume designs, like unnecessarily skimpy outfits, but at least they were cool looking unnecessarily skimpy outfits. They were at least creative. And I did really like the magic system in that book. We're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our main our main witch character we're following doesn't have any inherent powers. She can just summon demons to do things for her. And then like the same demons are shared by all these other magic users. So she has to like work out a schedule for when she has access to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else I wanna see? This is my last thought on uh-huh. the, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. What's up with the slime population? Right. Like, are are they now being like, I hear there's this like super powerful slime out there. Maybe we should go pay homage or go check him out. Or like, is you're right. Do do they accept him as one of their own? The the slime population, like, how dare you? Right. I didn't realize this, but we do not encounter any other slimes in this book. (laughs) That's funny. Anyways, um, let's do a check in on Bingo here. I'm going to pull it up and do all of this stuff. Come on, Bingo, do your thing. It's loading. Okay, here we go. Say it with me. pro. Yeah. Okay, Bingo, here we are. Um... Villain with a pet, no. Begin human trials, no. Mysterious scar, no. Right, you I've got nothing. Ghost. Right, I can't Spaceship believe we've gotten AI. this far into the year and we haven't encountered a ghost. Was there any, like, no time for breakfast thing? No, no, n- nobody runs out with a corner of toast in their mouth. Interesting. Um. So another trope we could put on our list of potential things for next time. Someone who's a bad cook. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that's solid cook. Right. That'd be an interesting one. Um, No paper pack full of groceries I've been <laughs> seeing that in a lot of other shows that i'm mm-hmm. watching just in my own spare time but not in yeah, so I, again another kind of boring bingo update yeah for none zero this week oh well oh well uh well there you go that is bingo for this mm-hmm. week um, so let's get on to recommendations. Mm-hmm. I know we've kind of named a couple just in conversation as we've been talking about this book. But Melissa, if people enjoyed this, what else might they like? If you want more fish out of water fantasy stories, one of my favorite podcasts is a show called Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's mm-hmm. been running for like six or seven years. Uh, you might have to like subscribe to the Patreon to get the the back catalog, which is worth it. But I think you would also just jump in. It is an improv comedy show where uh, a man named Arnie Neekamp plays himself. Uh, and he was a, a podcaster and, and game designer in Chicago who fell through a magic portal beside, behind a Burger King into a magical land called Foon. And he's still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal through the portal from the Burger King. And he uses that to upload a podcast that he records every week. 
That's his great. sidekicks are a, a wizard named Usador, who has like a, mm-hmm. a hundred secret names. He's very Gandalfian. Uh, and then uh, in that he's like Gandalf, not in that he's like, I didn't say Gandalfinian. He's not like the late great actor. Um, and he, <laughs> James, James Gandalf. Now, now I have that image of, of James <laughs> yeah. G- 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 Gandalfini playing Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> also would have been good, probably. God, um, that would have been and, amazing. And Chunt the Talking Badger, who's really a shapeshifter who can take any form but prefers to live his life as a badger, uh, and he has two buttholes. Yeah, every week it is the three of them hanging out in a tavern. Kyle, you would not believe what a major plot point that is. (laughs) You will forget for a while, and then they'll one. Right, you like that's part of his shapeshifting ability. He's like, I choose to live as a badger, and I choose to live with two buttholes. This is my life. These are my choices. I love being me. But yeah, it's the three of them hanging out in a magic in a tavern in like this magical, silly fantasy world. And every week they mm-hmm. interview a different guest. Uh, and it's all improv, all really good improv. And they could talk to uh, you know, a princess or a wizard or a, a talking flower or a mouse that is human strength. <laughs> it's yeah. it's very silly, uh, but they keep a really good. Ho- and there's always like some vague. Uh, threat against a dark lord and then they thought they defeated the dark lord they told everybody they did but secretly he survived and then usador had been telling everybody it is my wizardly duty to vanquish the dark lord and then when i do that i will die and since they told everybody the dark lord died now he has to pretend to be dead and be somebody else it's (laughs) they go so many layers deep in terms of the, the silliness and the continuity like they keep hold of what their canon is they don't just wipe the slate clean every episode. So That's I love a show uh, that forces itself to do that. Cool. Yeah, I, I recommend that. And then um, if you want something that's kind of the inverse of this, where somebody leaves a fantasy realm and comes to everyday Earth, mm. you could watch The Devil is a Part-Timer, which we watched on oh, episode 86. Okay, yeah. This is an anime about devil a devil who's escaping from some sort of angelic night comes through a portal gets stuck in modern day japan and realizes he doesn't have enough energy like magic energy to get back home so he's like i just have to make a life here now and he starts working at a mcdonald's or or uh, technically at a wick donald's at wick donald's uh, yes. yeah because they they can't use mcdonald's so it's just a right w which, instead <laughs> which has given us one of our favorite bingo tropes the fake fast food brand right yeah exactly yeah that was a in, in, interesting mm. one i was thinking about that one but i was like it's not fantasy enough but yeah you're right it's, it is this like weird inverse yeah. of that so that's that that's actually good a good point there so um okay recommendations for me so uh of course the heroic legend of arslan if you want a more like fantasy uh oriented uh manga or show uh we read the manga here on the podcast i don't remember what let's see it was heroic legend of arslan was episode 103 so just over 100 episodes mm-hmm. ago wow. we read the first three volumes of the heroic legend of arslan 
I have seen the first couple seasons of the anime, and that was also very good, too. Um, if you want more of like a because this doesn't really have the video game aspect, but it has a character who's familiar with that stuff and likens all of his like uh -huh. the, this new world to a video game. That still might be what's happening here. We just don't know. Um, at, at least we don't know because we only read the first five. Um, yeah. But if, if you want more of like character gets trapped in a fantasy video game of course there's sword art online for a more modern yeah. one uh i really enjoyed the first season of that personally i did not like where the second season and beyond went i think there were some really fascinating things that was happening in season one that they just dropped and didn't go back to um but I, yeah, I, I, I think that would be one to watch or check out. I know a lot of people really like that. Uh, if you want maybe a more old school version of that, all the the dot hack series yeah. is out there um, where people get trapped in video games. But this was also like right at the start of the internet and gaming and all that stuff so it was like man we got into cyberspace and all that <laughs> right. but, it, but it is this like very fantasy driven world all of that stuff um so yeah i i would recommend that as well there you go that is mm -hmm. my recommendations <clears throat> all right time for pitches yeah Kyle, I've got three assorted Pride Month pitches for you. Cool. I have got uh, a movie, a TV series, and a mini series from back when TV would have mini series. We've never watched one. There may not be any real difference between an old school TV mini series and a current streaming limited series, but we could watch and we could discern if there is. Interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Pitch number one is that miniseries. I think I've pitched this to you before. Uh, this is Angels in America. I own it. Angels in America. Interesting. Okay. This was a TV miniseries that aired on HBO in, I think, 2003. And it swept the Golden Globes. It was very well received, had a huge all-star cast. And it's based off of a play. And I read the play for a literature class in college. And uh, it's structurally fascinating the way it plays with uh, space and like reusing its actors, which is something this miniseries does. If you want to see Meryl Streep and then also Meryl Streep covered in makeup, trying to be a different character, you've got it. There's so much double casting delight in this. Interesting. Okay. Uh, quite a cast. We've got Meryl Streep, Al Pacino. This is the first thing I ever remember seeing Jeffrey Wright in. Uh, Mary Louise Parker, uh, Patrick Wilson, many great people. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the plot description is, as the AIDS crisis explodes in 1980s America, two different patients face different challenges, plus a look at the social, sexual, and religious implications of the deadly illness. Uh, when the play came out, it was subtitled Angels in America, a gay fantasia on national themes. It's about like this... Um, you see her on the cover. This man is, is near death and an Emma yeah. Thompson angel crashes down from the ceiling to like 
give him a prophecy. So it is sort of this uh, religious fantasy experience also. It's hard to describe. I think I've tried to like list it as a recommendation before, and I have such strong feelings of it, but I, I do not know how to describe it to people. Okay. So, Angels in America. I keep saying interesting. That's because I think it's interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Pitch number two. This is a eight episode TV series. You could also find this on HBO Max. This is a show called Gentleman Jack. It is 1832 in West Yorkshire, England, the cradle of the evolving industrial revolution. And a landowner named Anne Lister is determined to save her faded ancestral home, even if it means bucking society's expectations. In addition to reopening the coal mines, a part of Lister's plan is to help her family to, uh, by marrying well. But she's not going to marry a man. Uh, Where have I heard this, of this before? Did, have you mentioned this on I don't think a I've, podcast before? I don't know if I've pitched it before. Maybe I've mentioned it. It is also the name of a liquor. Like, you can get a really right, high-end yeah. Jack Daniels called Gentleman Jack. But here, Gentleman Jack is, I suppose, the nickname for this woman who is... Um, more or less the quote-unquote man of her house and she wears more masculine dress and she's like I'm gonna get a wife uh, and the series is about her courting a wife the first woman anybody's ever heard of doing this fulfilling this traditional male role in her household and in her society okay. and this is based off of a real lady interesting fascinating mm-hmm. good stuff uh, and then pitch number three, uh, I haven't seen Moonlight, the 2016 oh, Academy yeah. Award winner for Best Picture, Moonlight. Yeah. The, the plot blurb for this is a young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood. We see him through three periods in his life, played by different actors. Good stuff. Um, man, you made the, you made this tough. The, yeah, our three choices are uh, Moonlight, the film, Gentleman Jack, the TV series, Angels in America, the television miniseries. If it's I, not this one, I want us to watch a miniseries at some point and really I dig into what does a miniseries feel like nowadays? I feel like miniseries and limited series is kind of interchangeable nowadays. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, God. I... I haven't seen Moonlight, and I've, of course, heard incredible things. Mm -hmm. But I'm also really interested in that first one you pitched, Angels in America. Yes. So I'm stuck between those two right now. I will say Angels in America, uh, it says it is six hours long. Okay. Um, and this is on HBO Max. Gotcha. I think um, I couldn't find Moonlight streaming anywhere that didn't label it as premium subscription. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, well, in that case, let's go with Angels in America. Cool. Let's, let's do that. Because that one, yeah, it, 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 especially I, I like media that plays with like its structure of like, hey, this is not a typical 
narrative or typically mm. like the order in which you tell a story or do all that yeah. stuff, right? Like I'm I'm interested in that aspect uh, mm-hmm. of it. So I think I, that'll be neat. I thank you for picking this. I've really been wanting to revisit it because I remember cool. loving this so much when I encountered it in college and is the decade goes on. I remember the feelings, but I no longer remember the facts. Like, cool. I know how my heart feels when I think about Dive angels in, in America, yeah. but I don't know how to describe to people what it is or what happens. Yeah. Uh, well, good to know that there's also a sequel, Angels in the Outfield, uh, which has <laughs> nothing to do with this one. Right. We're narrowing in. First, they're in all of America. Then they're specifically in one baseball field <laughs> helping a little baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Next week, we will be discussing angels in america uh i think that'll be uh intriguing one to check out Mm -hmm. Um, not interesting but intriguing it'll be interesting (laughs) it'll be intriguing it'll be fascinating Mm -hmm. it'll be all of the adjectives uh so there you go that's what we will be up to next week melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. And our most recent episode is on, uh, it is a major like Walt Disney Pictures animated theatrically released film. But it's like one a lot of people forgot about and it is way weirder than you'd expect. So we're introducing you to meet the Robinsons. I remember you simply must meet them. It is a wild film. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. I don't remember anything. Well, you remember that the dinosaur has a big head and little arms. Right. He's just not sure how well this plan was thought through. Exactly. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton uh, to spread the word and all that stuff and let people know about our show. But yeah, that is it for this week. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.